Hello, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Miratori. And our movie this week is American Psycho, directed by uh, Mary Heron. Yes. Who I, I I don't know of any other movies that she's directed. I wasn't aware of any either. Yeah, and so this movie... I feel like it's definitely, th- this group of movies that we've watched for this Fractured Identity Month is really f- interesting to have watched all together. Yeah. Um, especially like, I think Fight Club and Mulholland Drive, they're all from around the same time, like right around 2000. Yeah. And I feel like this one and Fight Club in particular are interesting to compare because they're both based on books. They're both based on books and they're kind of, in a way talking about two different sides of the same yes. coin. Like yeah. Fight Club is kind of looking at the people who didn't participate in the like financialization of the 80s, the, you know, Champagne Wall Street mm-hmm. nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the this movie is looking at people who did. And I guess what I would say is I think the idea of a sort of disturbing parody about 80s financiers is a good idea mm-hmm. meaning i would like to see that i this movie wasn't it but yeah. uh, you know the so the premise i think is fine but the the execution just didn't really work and i i my suspicion Having not read the book yet, I might go try reading the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, my suspicion is that the book was probably in the kind of a style that doesn't make a lot of sense to translate into a movie. Meaning it was probably the kind of thing that if you're going to translate into a movie, either you need like a Martin Scorsese three hour long yeah, meandering this movie felt thing. weirdly short actually. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Where it's going to be like all of these characters and slice of life and (laughs) situations and it's like, you know, all that stuff. Or you just don't. Or you like, you know, rewrite it to make it more like a movie. But the end result of American Psycho, at least on my watch, was it just felt like random stuff pulled from a book that doesn't really add up on screen. So I kind of came out with the exact same feeling like because we had talked with Mulholland Drive about it adding up to the sum like to be more than the sum of its parts and this movie does the opposite where it's like the individual scenes I actually kind of like but they don't they don't really add up to to anything yeah and you know I think like I, I wish that the movie was longer honestly I really feel like the violent killer part of um Pat what's what's his name Patrick Bateman Patrick Bateman, I Patrick think, Bateman. sounds right. Uh, doesn't get enough time to really be explored to the point yeah. where I, I, uh, it was actually unclear to me if it was even real, which is maybe fine. Um, right. You know, I think in particular the scene where he's somehow in the apartment of the other guy, the guy he has killed, Paul Allen, mm-hmm. not of Microsoft. <laughs> that was very confusing. I know, that was very- <laughs> Uh, for the first part of the movie, I was like, "Are they talking about actual Paul Allen?" I thought they were, and I was super confused because they mentioned like Donald Trump and other actual exactly. rich people. So there I'm... are real people mentioned in this, so it's not like a movie where everyone is fictionalized. So when they said Paul Allen, I was I, like, yeah, "I had the okay. same, I had the same thing." And he and Paul Allen was like a very wealthy person who right. easily could have been dining at the establishment they were talking about. But it turned out. 
a few scenes later after like I had it's enough context. Jared, I was like, Jared oh, Leto. it's just a different yeah. guy at his firm, right? Yeah. But separate from that, so the scene where he's at that apartment mm-hmm. and he's, you know, basically killing these women, and suddenly there's just dead bodies everywhere, right? And the girl, the woman is running, trying to run away, and she's just stumbling across just yeah. murdered bodies. Yes. And for me, it felt like there had been such a jump. Like, we missed something to lead up to that where it had escalated and it was just really confusing or, like, felt dreamlike. Like, it wasn't even real because it, Hmm. for me anyway, I was really confused as to how any of that had happened. Like, how was he in that guy's apartment and, like... Because he's had the keys. Yeah, I don't know. So he'd just been using it. And no one's, no one's, like ever coming in there, I guess? Look, I understand the point of what's happening in this movie. Yeah. And some of it's kind of clever. So the problem is that it doesn't add up on screen to you paying attention to the things you're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. Is the way I would say it. Yeah. So let me explain what's supposed to happen in that scene well, as I understand it's, it's it. It's also not right? to say I wasn't like extremely confused or something. It was just, it felt a little bit like something was missing. No, like, no, I, th- but I guess what I'm saying is as I understand what they were doing there, which I'll just lay out in a second, mm-hmm. it's just complete, it's just a directorial problem because you're paying attention to things that have nothing to do with what the actual story was around that point. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem with this okay. movie. Okay. Right? In other places, I probably don't know. Like that one you happen to mention, I think I know what the point was of that series of events. And it has nothing to do with killing anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, other parts, I had the same feeling where it's like, what is going on here? Like, what's the point of this? And I have no explanation. I suspect it was probably something in the book that just got omitted. Yeah, because right. I, I just for me, it's like you're definitely feeling that throughout the feeling of like you've you've grabbed little snippets of a bigger thing and you plop yeah. them in. But but something is missing to kind of like connect them all in a in a more satisfying way. So the point of that whole thing with yeah. his apartment, the only thing that's that they're trying to do with that mm-hmm. is so in general the movie is about the fact that if you were a serial killer, mm-hmm. nobody would know, right? Because the things that these people do are so bad anyway, mm-hmm. and they're so unattentive to what's actually going around. That to actually what's actually going on around them, that well, they, and it's not just unattentive; it's like actively unconcerned with, like, aware of and unconcerned with the bad behavior. They are they're so self-absorbed, yeah, basically, right? That it doesn't really matter if the person who you're having dinner with is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. That's the point of this, thing, right, 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 right. Um, and it's to sort of say that, like, yeah, serial killer is like one thing that someone could be here, and. We kind of all acknowledge the fact that that's not really true, but the thing that would be true is something similar to serial killer, sure. uh, war criminal. Right sure. now, there's someone having a dinner, much like we saw in mm-hmm. this thing, who is a war criminal in the U.S., mm-hmm. like a U.S. you know war criminal. Yeah, someone who did something horrible or ordered something horrible to happen. Yeah, somewhere or, or else, certainly there's plenty right? of uh, examples of similar things within like that that world, like the financial in the investing world, world yeah, yeah. and all the, the criminals just. Taking everybody's money and leaving pension funds broke—all that stuff, right—is well, happening there. And 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 you know, within that world too, there's like an awareness by everybody around them that 
that that's happening and they are choosing to Ex- overlook it. Exactly. There's the re- the thing about the serial killer, right? Is what, mm-hmm. or at least what I was trying to say was. There's plenty of clues that he is a serial killer. It's not like he's super good at hiding the fact that he's right, a serial killer. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, like they just even like, have him when he's dragging yes. the body out. He's leaving the blood trail. The guy at the front just desk like looks up, sees yes. it, ignores it. They see him putting the. I loved when they, they yeah. he puts the bag in the the body yes. bag in the taxi, and yeah. the guy just asks about who made the bag. Like it's so good. And to me, that that is a bri- brilliant kernel. Yes. So I said like I wanted the idea of this movie. Yes. I just didn't feel like it was I feel like the way it's put together as a movie doesn't work yeah right? I, I agree um it's the opposite of Fight Club in that way mm-hmm. since we we're comparing the yeah, two yeah Fight Club really knew both in the screenwriting and the directing how to put together scenes that tell you what's supposed to you're supposed to be focusing yes, on here yes. like, well here's what, right this is the opposite this is focusing on everything other than what you actually need to be paying attention to. And I think that's a lot of that's like tone and editing, like how what you're supposed what you focus on, what you let linger, mm-hmm, what you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what I was gonna say about the going back to um Paul Allen's apartment. Yeah. The whole point of any of that, right, is just to go like, oh, if you did kill a bunch of people in an apartment the end result is the real estate agent will like paint over it and then have tours to sell it to somebody else as a great view of the park. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of that having happened in his apartment is just to point out another way in which everyone is just the system is, just yeah. just is set up to just stop caring about that thing because the important thing to the rest of the people in the system is that they lease that apartment to somebody else who will pay rent. That's the only thing they, can, they don't care how many people were killed in it, right? Yeah. So well, no, yeah, and, and right. That's why and that like, was happening in his in Paul Allen's. Apartment. Well, no, 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 totally. And the I guess the prostitute that he mm-hmm. pe- the the poorer yeah. the the street kind of prostitute, not yeah. the like high end one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who ends up trying to run away? Yes. Is the idea I guess that. You know, because she she sees all the horrific things and is horrified by those things. Is it is there something to the fact that's like, okay, well, people who aren't in this bubble, like poor people, women, people who aren't one of these guys can see it and is horrified by it? Or is it just like, well, you know, I assume that it's just yeah, it's just class relations. You know, they're they're trying to basically say, like, look. Uh, the, you know, the guy sleeping on the street actually does kind of want a job, but doesn't know how to get one. And so they have that exchange Mm -hmm. to show like roughly how much he cares about that. Uh, and how there's kind of like, uh, again, like a split personality, like you, he wants to think that he's someone who cares about it, but then he just kills the guy, Mm -hmm. you know, like again, try it's not a very good scene. Like there is a really good version of that scene where you sort of the the personality type that is i want to pretend that i care about homeless people but actually i just stab them in the back is i mean it characterizes a lot of what's happening in society it's just that scene didn't do it it's mm-hmm. like right it doesn't really work when you watch it it's just kind of like okay i mean mm-hmm. i think i know what you're going for here but i'm doing the work not you like like I'm making the art here. Like yeah. the, the audience is making the art, not the the filmmaker. Yeah. And so, to me, like 
a lot of the stuff is just is that way. And the stuff with the prostitute was pretty similar, right? Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, she has to get back into the limo because she really needs the money. But it just... It just doesn't come across. Yeah. It just this movie does not fundamentally know the right tone to strike to I, get yeah. you looking at it that way and not just oh my god, there's a crazy serial killer, which is mostly what I felt in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like right? the other thing too was the movie felt a little bit confused in what it was actually even like. You know, for a few scenes, there's a voiceover monologue yeah. which they only use a couple times really pretty that, gross. to to no benefit of the yeah. movie and then you know cuz it feels like the movie's sort of like torn it's like trying to say maybe too many things it's trying to say something about the man Patrick Bateman like that's maybe like oh these men are trying to in, in a similar way to fight club where it's like right. these men are you know trying to feel like they're screaming out for help and like no one is listening basically right right right, and so and you know patrick bateman is basically like i you know i've murdered all these people i've confessed to it and no one cares like no one can hear me even though i'm like doing these crazy things nothing nothing helps nothing matters which it feels very similar to fight club but at the same time i think that that sort of fights with the other idea that the movie is about which is the thing you're talking about of like these powerful men who no one will hold accountable right who can never be held accountable for anything and right. i feel like there's like those two things for some reason for me just like felt like they didn't click together yes and the and it felt like the movie was like seesawing between those two kind of ideas and yeah. and in a way that was like made it kind of feel unstable because it just they didn't reinforce each other i 100% agree and i would say that that could actually be a problem with the source material as well. It could be. I um, don't know. It could be that, like, it's just not that good of a book. Like I said, I haven't read it yet. But I also think with and, a book, you know, you're spending a lot more time in the main character's head, right? Like, because there's voiceover narration in this, I'm assuming it it is told in the, you know, first person. Uh, right, absolutely. And so, yeah. you know, you're going to be spending a lot more time in Patrick Bateman's mind. And so your experience with the reading the book might be really different. I, I'm just saying that it might be that the series of scenes that happen in the book mm-hmm. may actually not be very well thought out or constructed. It may be a book that was popular, A, because the subject matter was divisive, certainly, mm-hmm. but also it could be because the you know the first person writing was interesting and you enjoyed reading those things, mm-hmm. but actually the like the construction could have been a lot better. That's true of a lot of books. Sure. Where yeah. you're like, okay, this book really gets by. It's sort of the equivalent of a Marvel movie. This movie gets by on sort of the spectacle of the writing, mm-hmm. but when you actually look deeper into the book, mm-hmm. there's not a lot there. It wasn't put together well. The scenes yeah. don't make sense. The selection, f- the what's happening fights the monologue. Right. Yeah. So, the, you know, it could be that too, where also, you know, it, it could just be all directing and screenwriting in the adaptation process, or it could also just be that, yeah, also the material's weakened, so you would have had to have upgraded that. Yeah, you know, I I feel like the most weird thing about this movie is almost any scene, if I look at it individually, I really like. I mean, there's some really great ones. The business card one is absolutely amazing. There are some some real gems. Um, The business card one is is beautiful. I like the scenes where he's, like, trying to, you know, he, he... 
uh, you know, sort of planning on killing whoever his victim is. And he starts like putting on a he puts on some music and starts talking about it. And it's like very weird. And all of his music dialogue yeah. was nice. Yeah. Like, the Huey Lewis, the news and, and the I Whitney love, Houston I love thing how and the guys, Bill Collins. I, I love how every time the guys sit down together, they just have the same conversation. They talk about making reservations at certain restaurants. Yes. It's like always just the same. Right. And that's very, like, very satisfying. A lot um, of those things were, were great, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, the the sorts of things that they evinced i felt very genuine to yeah, me yeah yeah like the guy who says i uh, i'm not hungry but i just feel better having a reservation yeah. right <laughs> yeah. because like to them the the weird it, it's like there's no question they they could just get food at like i mean i've been to new york there's just like pizza windows and stuff right <laughs> yeah. so it's there's no there's real risk yeah. but it's like the idea that it could turn eight o'clock and one of the places that you should be at uh, doesn't have room to seat you is like mildly terrifying, right, to that person. And I, I liked that. I also liked uh, when he tries to confess to the lawyer and the lawyer was mm-hmm. like, I had lunch with that guy just 10 days ago, even though the guy's dead. Like we saw him yeah. you know, killed, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's like he doesn't differentiate. Similarly, the, the, the private detective is like, uh, oh, well, you were there on that night, too. And he was like, yep, yeah, I was. Because nobody can remember yeah. anyone in particular. Well, and they're they're all, just faceless they're always, And they're mob, always confusing right? each other With for... Is, like, who yeah. cares who that like, guy the, is? He yeah. thinks he's Paul Allen. And it's yeah. just... That stuff, I think, as satire or commentary or whatever you it want to call great. it, it works so well. Yeah. It's really clever and creative, and, yeah. and it's saying something that's very satisfying. But... Even though I, I think so many individual scenes, I mean, I also love the killing scenes, like where he's killing people and murdering people. I think those scenes work really well. Probably mostly because of Christian Bale. Sure. Like, but acting I mean, like, like Jim Carrey well, is basically the Jim way Carrey, it kind of yeah. no, It felt I, like, like I, Christian I, Bale I, looked at Jim Carrey and goes like, I think that's what a serial killer is like. I had the same thought. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you could have just hired Jim Carrey for this. But, the, you know, even just the, some of the imagery of like him running down the hallway with a chainsaw naked yeah. with like sneakers on, like, yeah. you know, putting on the the um, raincoat. Uh, and then running, you know, running through the streets after he and just shooting people and and the scene where he makes that phone call to the lawyer, like all of those, I really liked, I liked watching the movie. Like I liked the individual scenes, but they just somehow didn't fit together for me. I also think that it's a little like inconsistent, like the, so for example, if your idea is that there's nothing in particular you have to do to get away with murder in that cast of society Mm -hmm. again which i broadly agree with so i'm predisposed like this wasn't trying to sell me something i don't already think sure yeah the scenes some of the scene ideas don't make sense like the dropping the chainsaw on the prostitute as she's running away it doesn't really make any sense in this movie she should just get away and she should try to tell the police and they should just be like yeah all right whatever or or they arrest some other person is what really happens right in the real world right is that someone else takes the fall but not those people right Mm -hmm. and so uh and similarly like you could have in this movie you could have an ending where the bad guy actually does get uh thwarted eventually yeah and i think that would have been very interesting in this movie because we know how that happens you take money from a higher caste person that's simple 
right? Mm-hmm. People who run Ponzi schemes for millionaires do it, do go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why. So you could have seen an ending where you actually shown to us like, oh, yeah, these people do sometimes get caught, but it's not for any of the serial killing. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine, right? So there were a lot of opportunities, like, I, I don't know. Well, I, I, and, and I a lot know. of times I, I think they kept doing things that mm-hmm. were like, okay, now you're treating this at, like it's real. Like, like I have to stop the prostitute from getting away. It's like, not in this movie you don't. Like, that's not the theme. Like, so it was very strange. No, I, I yeah, I agree. I do think him, I think it's a very satisfying ending to have him... He's trying to be caught, like oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. have every it just it's impossible, it's impossible. Like that to me is a really satisfying ending. Yeah, no, I'm just pointing out the yeah. fact that like they didn't seem to understand their own premise very totally. well. Totally, I was fine with the ending too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a problem with it. Um, I I actually really liked it because it's so unusual. Uh, yeah, and uh, but yeah, yeah, I I mean, I kind of I agree with you on the prostitute scene where it's like it does defeat it, or it, it's sort of like not contradicting itself or something, but it's missing an opportunity to actually like reinforce what it's saying to have her get away and like, yeah, go to the police or go to the detectives and try to, you know, try to have him stopped. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Oh, I love the fact that the, there was a scene in the bathroom where he tries to, he's going to like kill that one dude. And the dude just thinks, Oh, he must just be coming on to me. Mm -hmm. Also great. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I, I also thought it was pretty good where they had like this, um, they sort of had this idea that there were they rode the the line on restaurants where each restaurant seemed to sort of have a theme, but the dishes that they listed on their menus were all just completely nuts, yeah. right? Like they were all like, yeah. you know, just on the edge where it was like, that's close enough to something that's on a real fine dining restaurant menu mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it sounds plausible, but it's just a hair over. They captured right? that that they sort of like the pretentious, BS. the pretentiousness yes. of, of yes. fine dining. Yeah, I mean, I think they, the best thing about this movie is the scenes where it really nails that sort of satire uh, or the yeah. com- commentary on, on, you know, that type of wealthy... Wealthy person, but also, like, insecure wealth, kind of, like... Uh, So, you know, and to me, I think maybe when I think about how the parody didn't work, where where it didn't work, because, you know, we're pointing out some places where it does. The... I feel like because it's a parody, it's like because it's so obviously not real. Like, yeah, you, you, you know, it's even it's very even heightened. someone on Wall Street can't really just like shoot the doorman at their building and get away with it. It's not mm-hmm. that's not plausible. Like we're we're kind of, you know, um, and the security guard at work and whatever. Right. So it's like, OK, you know, we're definitely just kind of obviously joking here. It's not a subtle like. Oh, a good serial killer gets like just flagrant murder is fine. Yeah, which is the point. I mean, it's which the is the point. point. Yeah. Um, I feel like it needed to embrace that more, just in general. Like, yeah. like there shouldn't have been all of the serial killing should have been obvious, and like it should have been clear how people were covering for it because it was that was part of the thing that I think just makes this movie seem to have split attention. It's like sometimes we're like watching what is actually a somewhat plausible serial killing. He puts newspaper down the floor of the apartment. He puts a thing on so his suit doesn't get wet. Like, well, and, right? and the, a detective shows up at his office and starts investigating. Like it's, it's actually yeah. fairly straightforward. It, yeah. And that just, it feels out of place because you're like, that's not, 
obviously that's not what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there isn't really a detective investigating well, I, this. I, I do right? think that partly could have um, led to some of that confusion that I was having yes. later on where I was like, where you almost you start thinking it's because there was a moment where I was actually like, is this all in his head? Is he actually not yeah. a serial killer? Like, is yeah. he just is the guy actually in London? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because when, when the lawyer said that, I for I was like, oh, like, has he just been imagining this? He's just been imagining he's killing people this whole time. Like to so and another way to say it would be okay. So here I go. I can give a concrete example. Yeah. In the version of this movie, I probably would have liked more. Mm-hmm. He is like when he he does those killings. Yeah. They're in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to move to the other guy's apartment that's now vacant because mm-hmm, he killed him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he takes the real estate or, uh, agent up there. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking at the dead bodies. Is like, you know, we can paint over that. You know, we'll probably put a settee here, right? Just ignore the dead bodies are just like something that she works around. That would have been the tone I would have bought of this movie. Like, yeah, cause, like cause it's over not, the top. Yeah, because, I mean, right? it, and there are scenes that are downright that are very funny. close to that. Like, I mean, even something like the business card scene yes. is... Is that scene. It's so over the top yes. and silly. Yes. But it's super effective, right? Yes. So it's like, yeah, I think... Go, like, embrace ramp up, that. Ramp up the tone to, to be way more satirical and just, like, over the top. Yeah, I could see that. Because this movie doesn't work as, like... So Fight Club, again, contrasting it with a better movie... Yes. Fight Club's visceral impact works. Yes. When the people are punching each other, like you feel it and you know why it's in the movie. It's just, it's unsettling. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. puts you in this sort of like on edge state. There's a reason why that stuff is happening. There's a reason why the fight club isn't just kind of like a dandy fight club. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a real like. It's violent. It's violent. In this movie, there isn't really a reason why some of the serial killer stuff is played plausibly, right? Mm-hmm. He has to hide the bodies. He has to do that. Like, those things don't make any sense in this movie because that's not actually what's happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. If he was actually supposed to be trying to get away with serial killing, he wouldn't have. He would have been caught immediately in the real world. Mm-hmm. So we know that's not what's happening. So you need to figure out a way to show that differently so that it becomes engaging like the parody scenes and you're not constantly switching between the two for no effect. In Fight Club, you often do switch between tones like that, but it, there's a reason, and it does have an impact on how you perceive the film. In here, it's just confusing. It doesn't create a contrast. And that might have been, you could have gone the other way, made the serial killing very disturbing. Yes. That was which, another choice you could have made, but they didn't make that choice I either. I haven't read the book. I did briefly look up a little bit about the production of the movie before recording, and uh, I didn't realize, but the yeah, the book there was like a huge backlash to the book. It was like heavily sort of censored um, because the violence apparently in the book is extremely gruesome, um, which might make sense, right? Yeah. It might make sense why you would do that, but this movie doesn't really do that. It's still no, kind of like you know, it's it's a very toned down violence in a way like he it's off somebody screen with the, a lot of times it's always yeah. Yeah, the blood sprays on his face exactly. but you never see what it, you know and yeah so it's it's the violence is not visceral in the same way that Fight yes. Club even though no one's getting murdered in Fight well with the exception of uh, well. Meatloaf no one's really getting murdered right but they are their fights are like 
I mean, really intense, right? Really viscerally intense where you feel the violence. And yeah, in this, it's like they were a little afraid, I think, to really maybe because of backlash or which again i think is response to it i don't know it, it might be fine if if you're like look we just don't think we can do this movie that way i think that's fine sure, but then sure. you you have to make the other choice i think you have to go the other direction and make it over the top where it's like oh yeah i serial killed people and then i had people over for dinner and they were just like oh is that new like i didn't notice that table when there's like a dead body under it or something right i mean you i don't could even have know. gone that I even, far i wouldn't but i think that's maybe a little too extreme but i do think the idea of you push a body into the closet and there's blood like leaking out yeah, of it yeah. and they just see that and they ignore it rather than maybe having well, the body the, bag scene was yeah, a great body, example exactly, that's what it should have been I think all the, the time the body bag scene was perfect yes. because it's it's like you're seeing everything there, right? And you're choosing to overlook it. I also think, like, the same would be true of the detective. Mm-hmm. They should have been completely unconcerned with the case. Yeah. Right? They should have just been, like, there uh, to sort of, like, you know, paper things over and make is, everyone happy yeah, and whatever, right? the detective right? thing was weird, too, because it just ends up disappearing. Like, completely disappears. That whole thread, like... Well, and it doesn't make sense. Like, this is why I say you can't really you can't really suddenly do things that don't make any sense when you've been like you you can't suddenly do things that don't fit mm-hmm. with the the grammar for how this world doesn't pay attention to things. Mm-hmm. Like he and William Def- Willem Dafoe go to lunch and they talk about the thing and he says, oh, you were at the thing. There's no reason why he, William Defoe would need him Willem. to tell him that. Willem Defoe. We've been, We've been over, over this, this before. I know. He's William Defoe. No, me. he's Willem Defoe. There's no reason he would need to get that information from Christian Bill. He already has it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it just, he they, again, you could easily have sold the fact that private detectives in this world just want to go out to have lunch at fancy places and and not solve any murders. Totally makes sense. But that's not what happens. He, they go to lunch and actually seem to be talking about trying to solve the murder. It just, right? It doesn't, it just doesn't work. Like, they're, yeah, they, they're yeah. constantly in this middle ground. Yes. And the, you know, the 10 scenes where they go to the humor place mm-hmm. are great. And the rest of the scenes just ride this middle line that's very unsatisfying. Yeah, I think I think that basically, that just summarizes my experience of the movie as well. Like, that feeling of, Certain parts of it, certain scenes are working really, really well, but overall it just doesn't add up to anything and feels like all over the place and uh, and kind of unsatisfying mm-hmm. in the end. And uh, I do think that's just the risk of with adapted screenplays from books. It seems like that's just a common thing that happens. Yes. Um, because a b- book is just so much longer and bigger and... and and, and weirdly more intimate in some ways because you're in the character's head and stuff you can't do in a movie because it's different. Um, I kind of feel like book adaptations should be approached similarly to um, translations are. Mm, yeah. Like the person who reads the book and writes the first pass at a screenplay should almost not be the person who then writes the second draft or final draft mm-hmm. of the screenplay because you should have someone who has never read the book do that. Like because, read read the read the in the, the the sort of like spark notes version that the the yes. the sort of initial because it's like wrote. the person yeah. who for, who reads the book it seems like a lot of times they lose perspective on all the things that they know 
that will not be known by the people who watch the movie, yeah. right? It's yep. hard for them to they can't then approach it uh, unless they're very good at it. It's most writers, it seems, can't step back and go, oh, people won't take this scene that way. Because I think it would say that because I read the book, which has all right. of this. You have the extra context of. Yes. Of all, all of the, this extra text that, yeah. that, that these people have never read. They're going to come to the scene. They're not going to interpret it the way that I am because I had all this extra. Yes. You know, I had 10 pages of text supporting the feelings of the characters and their internal voices and mm -hmm. what they were thinking about mm -hmm. at the time. All that's gone and you've got to get it back into this scene. It's like you forget all the things that you're taking for granted, I think. Yep. And so, you know, it, it almost needs to be like a translation where like, hey, the person who reads Japanese, you know, translates it into English. Then the person who's going to write the final one reads that English version and, and, and writes yeah. another English version because that way they know the things that don't seem to line up yep. and they can like put in the sinew for it, yep. right? Just um, a suggestion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, <laughs> I don't know how much more I really have to say on the movie. Honestly, I think that was the overwhelming feeling I got coming away from it. Yes. I mean, I could talk about lots of individual scenes and what I liked about them because I did really like okay. a lot of individual scenes, but yeah, didn't add up to the sum of its parts, um, which is this thing we've said about movies, multiple other movies before, but I feel like I feel it particularly in this one because I really did like a lot of the scenes. Um, I, I think that's also probably, it, it's a kind of movie um, sort of like office space mm. is mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, like that business card scene, right? Yeah. Or whatever. But actually watching the movie is not very much fun. For yeah. Me, right? Yeah. Like r thinking back on the business card scene is fun. Mm -hmm. Having to actually watch the movie again, I don't think would be fun. Like I, mean, I wouldn't really look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's that kind of thing where it's like there's specific scenes that were very entertaining as a scene. Yeah, and well shot and well made. Um, like the the way in which the business card scene is shot is good. Is like really yeah. well done. It's yes. very comedic. It's, yes, it's great. It's really well done. Yes. Um, and so you know. It it feels like that kind of movie at the end of the day. It's one where you'll you'll reference certain scenes of it yep. that you thought were really funny, or you could you could even have them be like in an in joke, where you're referring to the scene, um, the body bag thing. Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. I, you know, if I remembered what the stores were, they were re referring to. Yeah, and it's that like would designer. be a funny yeah. thing to reference by if someone asks you where'd you get blah, and you mm -hmm. say that. Right. Well, and talking about um, the making reservations at the same like handful of restaurants yeah. and not being able to get the yeah. reservations and, um, um, and and another way to say that would be like, this movie does a good job. At the surface level parody. Yeah, yeah. It just couldn't do the deeper thing. Yeah. It, it just couldn't pull it off, right? Yep. Yep. And, you know, um, a movie doesn't have to be super deep to be great. They could have stuck with surface level parody. I think that's sort of what I was saying is like maybe you could have reconsidered just kind of doing this more as surface level parody. I don't feel like you were ready to pull off the real deep parody here. Yeah. Or you just work a ton harder and you pull off the deep parody better. I, I just don't know what the other options were for yeah. this movie. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can see why, you know. People... Heather's would be the deep parody uh, success. Yeah, probably. For and, and Same tone. Yeah, uh, but it works but a lot just better. It. it works a It nails it. I mean, yeah. Heather's is perfect from start to finish. I've, I'd watch that movie. I've watched it multiple times and it's just. No, I, I, that's actually a really good 
good uh, comparison, I think, for the for the tone and the what it's saying. Um, I mean, it's in, almost, in, a, in a more sophisticated, it's more sophisticated. It's much more sophisticated and much much better at the deep parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it basically the you know from from the surface level stuff which it does right all the way to like what the deep like statement about society. Heather's is basically just perfect. It, it doesn't mess up anything, mm-hmm. and it's effectively the same thing. It's about serial killer. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't see that very often. It's hard to pull off. Heather's almost feels like an accident. I don't think yeah, a screenwriter that of, ever that really did anything tone, else. That kind of tone is so, like, delicate, the balance. Tough. Um, it's super tough. And I think he just lucked out. And this time they, they didn't luck out. They, they, they kind of were wide of the mark. But, I mean, I can see um, why people still talk about this movie because individual, yeah, it, individual yeah. scenes are excellent. Yes. Christian Bale is, uh really good he's very unlike any i mean i haven't seen him in any other role like that before like i mean i know that was probably his one of his first major roles uh yeah it would have been pretty early him and jared leto pretty early but i don't actually yeah. know if it, how if it was their first i don't know i mean i'm sure it's not his first but it's, it's probably one of his first like big major memorable roles very different than you know we're more usually used to seeing him now as like batman right and and more subdued kind of roles so um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate it by any means, but it's it's just like missing the mark a bit. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, Fractured Identity Month, four really interesting movies. I think, you know, I like that we do our, our themes, our monthly themes, because it really, uh, it's so interesting to compare some of these movies to each other. Yes. Um. In this month in particular, um, with Fight Club and uh, American Psycho. Very similar and very different all at the same time. I think Turtigo was the only movie that I didn't like very much. Like, yeah. I was like, this really sucked to have to watch this. And I'd seen it before. American Psycho, I might have been kind of not that interested to see a second time, but this was my first time same, seeing yeah. it, so not a problem. Fight Club, I think, is a great movie to watch. So yep. I enjoyed watching it again. I always do. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty brilliant. Well, and Mulholland um, Drive. Uh, Mulholland Drive was the fantastic. biggest treat, though. I agree. Because I'd only ever seen it the one time, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me when I saw it the first time. This time, I felt like there was just a lot more in it for me. Yeah, I do wonder with American Psycho if if on a, on another rewatch there's anything to gain. I think it's possible. It, but it wasn't like Mulholland Drive in that way. No, it's not you know? like that. My but brain I, was not occupied with anything, no. so it had plenty of time to take everything in because it's just yeah. what's happening and on the not, screen is what's happening. It's just happening. not that subtle either. It's uh, and, and there's it's not confusing in that way. It's confusing in the, like, why is that a thing that you chose to it's, happen? It's, it's not confusing, confusing in the Mulholland Drive, like, who's that guy? It's right? confusing in the choice of scenes. That's what I found it yes. a little confusing and jarring at times. Right. It's not confusing in what the movie is about. Uh, or, or even trying... just all the things. Like, Mulholland Drive is a movie with tons of, like, non-sequitur things that are occurring that you have to mm-hmm. grapple with. Mm-hmm. Th- that is not happening in this movie. It's a few characters, and they're mm-hmm. all just doing, like, step to step things it's not sur- it, it's not it's not surreal. surreal really it's not things are not jumping out at you like oh mm-hmm. you know i'm going to go see the cowboy up at the ranch like wait what and yeah. then like he says some weird things to me you know like none of that is happening in this movie no 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 it's, it's much, very it's concrete. much more straightforward yeah um and so you know so yeah i don't know um i don't have much more to say on american psycho do you i don't i don't so um, i guess i guess that's it then for I, I uh guess that is it for our fracture at any month, 
Uh, What's up next? Well, it's the merry month of December. So we're going to do some uh, Christmas movies. Christmas movies. So, Which is kind of rough. Like, I'm guessing that the Christmas movies, it was probably all the Christmas movies worth watching are the four we'll watch. Kind I, don't, of I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, okay. I think there's probably quite a few more Christmas movies you could watch. But, um, you know, and we're trying to balance it out with some that aren't explicit. Like, you know, Die Hard is not explicitly a Christmas movie. I know people argue about that. Same with the Batman Returns. Um, so there's but, movies that have Christmas and in so, them, well, a couple of them as are, opposed to whether they're a Christmas movie. Yeah, some of, yeah. and some of the, Klaus and Home Alone are straightforward, more Christmas movies. But and I think it was also tonally, you know, we've been watching a lot of really dark movies lately in the movie club, and so uh, you know we have two two darker movies this for December, but also two lighter movies, and I think that'll be a fun change of pace because we have been doing a lot of like heavy dark stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Um, we hope you'll join us for next month. Our first episode, the free episode, will be uh, Die Hard. Shoot the glass. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week. See you next time. Bye.